Yes, folks, you can hear the pillars of franchising dogs in the background. It's Thursday, <laughs> September 13th at 4 p.m. Central. I'm Fred McMurray, and my co-host is Ray Pillar. How are you doing, Ray? It's hot. That's Where all I can you? say. It's hot. <laughs> I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, my RV is facing the Arkansas River. And it's it's a beautiful day, but it's 100 degrees outside. So <laughs> that's what I get for traveling south, you know. I was going to say, why didn't you travel up to Minnesota? Warmer there. That's, uh, well, actually, after this trip, I am going to uh, Michigan. So hopefully there will be some nice fall weather there. Yeah. Ah, so it's Ann Arbor. So I'll tell you, since you asked me, you told us about the weather. I will tell you, sadly, it's a sunny blue sky, low 70s, and the sun is glinting off the uh, reasonably calm Pacific Ocean. Ah, I do like the view, my friend. I do like the view. And of course, the uh, Pacific Ocean is very calm right now compared to the Atlantic. Yes, it is. Wow. Um, Although I heard the hurricane had been downgraded at least to a Category 2. Yes. That's the last yeah, I saw. They said. But uh, it, uh, it's going to stall over all uh, North and South Carolina, unfortunately, and jump tons of rain. So they won't be in drought then? No, they won't. No, they have plenty of water out there, that's for sure. So who's our guest today, Ray? Jill Abramson. Did I pronounce that right, Jill? Um, nobody does. It's okay. <laughs> it's uh, supposed to be Abrahamson, but we just say Abramson because we're lazy. Abrahamson. Okay. okay, well, Abrahamson. It, it's a name so Jill through marriage. Is, is the uh, uh, fran- uh, she is with she's the editor in chief of Franchise Directory Magazine. Um, this is a new one for me, so Jill, tell us, what is Franchise Directory Magazine? No, Ray, Ray, well, it's not directory. It's dictionary. You have to learn to no, spell dictionary. on show. Well, I can't even read. I'm sorry. You need a dictionary, <laughs> my friend. Good thing we got Jill on. I know. That's right. Um, that actually is a common mistake. I think it's just because it, the word dictionary looks like directory, but it's um, dictionary. And, um, yeah, because we're, we talk about the ABCs of franchising, everything you need to know. Um, yeah, so we, we, uh, we launched back in January, um, and we, uh, we're a magazine for franchisees and potential franchisees, kind of giving them, you know, the ABCs, like I said. So everything from funding to legal advice, and in every issue we cover a different business sector in franchising. So we started off with home-based businesses. We did beauty education, um, mobile, and our, our most recent issue is uh, food franchising, which is really exciting. Didn't oh, I bet. something like food franchising makes up a huge percentage of the number of franchisees out there? It does. And, um, yeah, something like, um, I don't have the statistics right in front of me, but I think it was something like 40-something um, percent of, of franchises. And wow. that is what people think of. A lot of people just haven't been to trade shows, um, talking to people. That is the first thing that comes to mind uh, when people think of franchising. They think of, you know, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, Subway, you know, but there's so much more. As, as I've been learning and you guys know. Franchise, so... Would you say that, so you hit two or three of them there. Would you say those make up the that, well, let me rephrase. That's a stupid question. Never mind. So between McDonald's and Burger King and Dunkin' Donuts and, I don't know, Taco Bell. and So that's why, because of the there's, what, about a dozen really huge ones? Is that why it may, franchise, or food franchises are the, you know, make up what would almost say the lion's share of all other franchises? 
Uh, no, I mean, there's so many new and exciting brands coming out, and, you know, people are really, uh, you know, customers want healthy, fast, um, so you see new brands coming out like um, like Clean Juice, for example. I don't know if you've uh, heard of that brand, but they're, they're turning out really big, and they, um, you know, everything is, is organic, and... Um, you can come in and get, uh, you know, healthy, healthy juice or cleansing or um, healthy snacks. So, you know, there's just so many new emerging brands coming out, like, every day. And, um, you know, people love food. <laughs> people like to eat. So it's, um, you know, there's, there's so much more than, than what you think of, you know, as far as, like, the traditional or the long-term franchises that have been around for a long time. So, you, the, just the, and Ray, you can ask the next question after that. So, the one franchise you're talking about with organic food, does that start in California? Um. Oh, Clean Juice. There, they actually yeah. started in uh, the Carolinas, in North Carolina. So, I hope they do okay. <laughs> well, they're doing organic oh, yeah. fast food. So. <laughs> Well they're, in they're sure they've evacuated. Right. And then, you know, if you look in our September issue, we um, we covered a lot of really fun new emerging brands like um, the Waffle Experience is one. And they um, these guys are so excited about their, their business and they create these um, flavor-infused waffles and they, you know, put all kinds of healthy – an interesting stuff on it. So it's, it's like, um, you know, uh, they have one dish called uh, something like Praise the Lord. It's actually on our cover of our September issue. And it has uh, pork belly and a fried egg and arugula and, you know, a waffle. So, they, you know, it's, it's really fun to see what these um, food franchises are coming up with now. That creative, organic, healthy stuff. Um, so it is way, way beyond... Uh, the McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts, which still do well and take up a you know a large market share mm-hmm. as well. So there's there's space for for all these guys. It's great. It's exciting to watch. Well, I had uh, dinner last night at a Beef O'Brady's. Did you ever hear of that franchise? I have. Yes. Um, yeah, that's like a value-driven brand, and they. Um, you know, they, they're a brand that wants to uh, to kind of have a, a neighborhood restaurant where, you know, kind of like the tiers of, of family restaurants where people know your name. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they have all the, the, the school teams come in after a game and have burgers, that type of thing, and, you know, really mm-hmm. going after the, the value. And I know they're they were rebranding themselves a bit, just trying to uh, get their name out again. And I actually happened to talk to um, to interview uh, the CEO there. It was yeah, they really are excited about you know their business. So it's great. I I gotta say the food was very good and the service was excellent uh, and quite a variety. Um, I met with family there and uh, you know. Um, I, I definitely rate it, you know, uh, five of five. That's awesome. That's great to hear. And it's supposed to be very value-driven as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, Ray, did you go on Yelp and leave them a review? <laughs> I have not yet. I have not yet. But I, I actually, we, we left them a review. Uh, I've eaten there before. And we left them a view the last time uh, I was there. So, okay. Yeah, and uh, um, it, it's kind of weird. Martha knows the owner. <laughs> she was uh, her his teacher when he was in grade school. Oh, so, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, we're. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of um, interesting food brands, um, you know, coming up with some vocabulary some people aren't familiar with or 
you know, foods people never heard of, but they're becoming more and more popular, like, uh, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but poke or pokey is from Hawaii. There's a lot of oh, yeah. brands uh, coming out with that. It's uh, very healthy, you know, raw fish presented in bowls with vegetables. and. Um, they just went into you know, Maha- Mahala Poke, isn't it? Mahana. Mahana. Yeah, they, they just uh, started up several franchises in southern or southern Florida, didn't they? Yeah, they, they're just coming on the scene. In fact, we um, featured them in our magazine this month as well. And, um, you know, it's the, the founders uh, just, you know, spent some time in Hawaii and really was really excited about what they, you know, they served there and saw that it would be a very healthy, uh, you know, trend, easily franchisable. And, um, you know, there's several other brands out there that do it as well. And it's, it's, it's becoming really popular all around the country. Speaking of popular, what are some of the some of the trends that you're seeing in franchising? We've talked about food, either, uh, and that is obviously becoming popular. These niche things like beef or Brady and the one you mentioned. Uh, what what else is out there? Um, oh, just in franchising in general. I think um, what I'm seeing is the the lack of brick and mortar or, uh, you know, home-based businesses or um, where you can run a business out of your home, not necessarily, you know, you might have a vehicle. Um, so, so sort of like, um, you know, uh, you know, any kind of home service business, um, those, those do really well because they're, um, they're creating convenience for customers, um, you know, people, and, you know, and so like, for example, uh, there's a, in our home service issue, we did, we covered a bunch of those brands. There's like um, Midtown Chimney Sweeps, for example. They, um, they franchised chimney sweeping business, so they professionalized it. So, you know, for their franchisees, it's great. They get um, a business they can run out of their home. It's quick to start up and for the customers it's it's awesome because now you know instead of getting a guy who may or may not come might be you know not quite professional they're they're getting you know clean shaven professional guys coming to their door in uniform um, and there's call centers you know that run a lot of these businesses so they do all the scheduling and the franchisee all they have to worry about you know in a lot of cases is running the business uh, and you know doing the doing the work. So uh, it's it's really a nice combination. There's you know gutter cleaning has gone that route. Um, you know drywall repair. Um, lots of them, and they're fast startup and um, you know high margin, which is really nice. So mm-hmm. so there's you know those those type of um, home based businesses and um, and then the mobile franchising is very very popular right now Um, you know there's a lot of food brands that are mobile and it's great because they can take their business and bring it to the customers instead of the you know waiting for the customers to come to them I always like to go to the customer that always makes me happy. Yeah, so, you know, you can see, like, um, for example, my son is a big lacrosse player, and I, at these tournaments, you know, there's a bunch of people. They're standing around. They're hot, sweaty, and, you know, in pull Kona ice. And I, I've seen them at my son's games, and, you know, people just flock over. They, they're hot. They want to ice, and, you know, it's great for the franchisees because they – they, um, I don't know exactly, and I'm sure it varies state to state how they set it up, but, you know, they find out about the street fairs and games and festivals, and, you know, they, they set their trucks up and they have business all day long. Nice. Well, all right. So, uh, Ray, when I travel, when I travel, you know I listen right. to, uh, oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Do it. 
So it's that time again, folks. You can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or you can go to the Pillars of Franchising website and put a question in on our live chat. We're watching that. We want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting us, and we're looking forward to uh, going out on the Shoutcast Network very, very soon. And now a word from our first sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. You know, Ray, we need to get a copy of uh, the book just so we can read it. Also want to take a real quick second and give a shout out to Ron Silberstein. Um, thanks for calling in last week and thanks for being a guest multiple time, times. We're looking forward to having you back, Ron. Go ahead, Ray. Well, what I was going to say is, <clears throat> and I find it's kind of interesting uh, listening to the radio when I travel, uh, there's advertising that says, be a franchisor. And you know, stay at home or keep your day job and uh, never have to worry again, and, and and you know, make millions of dollars. And I'm thinking to myself, how can that be? Does that mean you're ignoring your franchisees? So I, I don't know if you've heard of this at all, Joe, but is that something that uh, uh, is being advertised on uh, anywhere else? I don't know. I mean, I know uh, they're saying be a franchisor or be a franchisee. Yeah, a franchisor. The franchisor is, is somebody who's franchising. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I know. Uh, you know, if there, there there are a lot of models where you um, can be an absentee owner, um, and a lot of them work out really well. Like. Uh, for example, like uh, a lot of the beauty uh, hair care brands, you can, you know, hire a manager and you, you basically need to come in and do a little bit marketing um, and, you know, kind of oversee stuff. So, you know, as an absentee owner of, of a franchise, uh, you're still considered a franchisee, but um, those, those models work out really well for people. And, and a lot of them, a lot of people do keep their um, their day jobs and do that, and it's mm-hmm. kind of an investment for later on. And they might pass on the business to family, um, or or use it as something they manage while they're executives. And then um, once they're retired, they you know maybe get a little bit more involved in the business. It really depends on the model. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm thinking about giving them a call and just seeing what they're all about because it, I know if my franchisor ignored me, I'd be a little miffed. <laughs> right. Unless they're talking about vending machines, that might be uh, what they mean. Well, for those, yeah, of you who want, for those of you who want information on uh, being franchisable, um, go to the PillarsOfFranchising.com website and look for our post from Holly Ford, a past guest, on how to be franchisable. Yeah. Pretty cool. Already had the answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that what's, that's what they may be talking about. In other words, if you're um, uh, if you have your own business, um, you know, electrical contracting company, and you decide that, uh, you know, you're getting a little tired of this, maybe you want to uh, spread out a little bit, that would be the way to do it is to create franchises of what you're doing, especially if you have a niche. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things we haven't talked too much about is entrepreneurs. And uh, I was wondering uh, uh, if, Joe, you could fill me in. You, you uh, want to kind of uh, uh, – what kind of person is, are there mostly entrepreneurs who go into uh, 
becoming a franchisee, or or are are you seeing other people? Um, well, I mean, you know, I I've interviewed all, so many entrepreneurs who started franchise brands, and you know, I I've uh, found a lot of them to be, or most of them to be, very very enthusiastic people who are, you know have really creative ideas, talk really fast, and um, have high energy, they live their brands. Um, you know, for, for people who are wanting to become franchisees, uh, you know, they do have to follow a system. So, you know, it's always important to kind of know if you can follow a system before buying into a brand. Um, because if you're truly you know, an entrepreneur who wants to change things, then becoming a franchisee is not necessarily for you. So, so you're um, saying... You know... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Fred. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, you, no, you. So <laughs> what you're saying, Ray... No, is, no, no, you. Right. Okay, Ray. Well, so if you don't like following rules, you should go start your own thing. If you do like following rules, you should buy... <laughs> franchise yeah pretty much i mean you know if you're i mean becoming a franchisee is an amazing um business opportunity but there are rules to follow uh you know there's that big fdd where you have to uh you know comply to the rules there and um you know you can't change the logo (laughs) you can't you know you can't add things to a menu and you know you have to follow what the franchisor sets out, but the beauty of it is it's, uh, you know, a, a business where, you know, you're, you have a much higher success rate or, you know, than, than starting something on your own. Go ahead, Ray. I won't say anything more. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm still intrigued about the name uh, of the magazine, and that's Franchise Dictionary Magazine. So, yeah. I mean, when I see a dictionary, I'm I'm thinking of Webster's. You know, it's about three inches thick, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm having a hard time imagining a franchise magazine that is a quarter of an inch thick. Maybe I don't know. Tell me, tell me more. What is in the franchise dictionary magazine? Yeah, okay. you got it right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's not a dictionary, but, you know, uh, the name came about just because we wanted it to, we really want to reach people who um, don't know much about franchising or or in the industry, but just really give them kind of the basics and more. So, you know, Mm. for people who who are looking to invest in a business, and, and I've met a lot of folks like this at trade shows, they they come in and a couple of people literally come to me and said, you know, where's Dunkin' Donuts? Because that's all they think of when they think of franchising. And, um, you know, we really wanted to show them deep uh, into each business sector, what's available and all the different types of, you know, business models you can go into and, and also give them, you know, really good um, information. We have really, um, we have experts who contribute to the magazine on a monthly basis. Um, for example, uh, I don't know if you know Paul Segreto. He, uh, he, he also has a podcast, but he, he started a column with us called Franchising 101, and he's been in the business for many, many years, and every month he's, he's giving out, you know, a really great article on, you know, on the basics, uh, you know, everything you really need to know. Um, we have legal advice um, every month from, from expert attorneys, you know, franchise attorneys. Um, so it's, it's really a, a good uh, foundation kind of magazine. So that's, that's why we call it a dictionary. Um, and, so it's, you know, it's really, it, it's not really an encyclopedia and more. Yeah, and it has entertainment value too. You know, we we really try to um, tell tell the story uh, behind brands. So so we interview 
several franchisors um, in each issue uh, and and talk about you know how, how did they start the business what um, what was the inspiration why did they start to franchise and what is um, what does franchising mean for people who are going to invest in that particular brand? And, you know, um, a lot of times franchisors, they have particular people in mind who, who are going to, who they want to, you know, partner with. So it's, uh, it's good for people to know that it's not just like you don't just sign up and pay the, the fee. You, you really, uh, people want to part, these franchises want to partner with people who share their vision. Um, so you and, do, uh, do some editorial and ed- editorializing and, and feature particular brands occasionally. Yes, every issue we uh, we feature like you know eight or ten franchisers and really tell their story about how they um, how they started. You know, and it, I think it's great for the reader because they get a feel for um, for what that brand is all about, and they might you know, read the story and say, wow, I, I really love this, um, you know, back to the clean juice example, you know, they, they, um, they get thousands of inquiries, you know, a quarter for people who want to buy in, but they, they want to know that, you know, the people who are buying in believe in their philosophy or, you know, on board with being, you know, certified organic. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's the kind of stories we tell. We, we have also in, our September issue, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Mamoon's Falafel. Um, it's, an, it's a new franchise brand, but a, an iconic New York landmark restaurant that just started franchising. Have you guys heard of them? I have not. Yeah, well, I think I have. will. I'm telling yeah, they are, look, on, look in our September issue in page 42, they... Um, Mamoon, you know, started this 200-square-foot falafel stand um, in the 70s. And, you know, he was an immigrant, and he worked real hard, and people loved the food, and it was a family business. And he had his four sons from when they were little kids, you know, putting chicken on kebabs and, you know, cutting up lettuce and hauling crates and then working behind the counter and um, truly a family business. They they had they developed a cult like following and, you know, people would line up and you know and they still that wow. restaurant's still there that was from the nineteen seventies and they they kind of slowly expanded around Manhattan, you know, with a few locations and then came to uh, New Jersey, and I, I'm in the Princeton area, and we're lucky enough to have a Mamoon there, uh, which opened a few years ago, but now they're franchising, and when I heard that, I was, I got so excited, I had to interview them, and um, the four sons now are in charge of the franchise operation, and um, they're, they're looking to expand all across the country, so it's, it's really exciting. That is really, they, yeah, it is, it's exciting. Yeah, one of the things really, that comes um, to mind is that I think sometimes I think our listeners may be fearful of starting a franchise or getting involved in a franchise. And I think reading stories like this, success stories, is something they'd be interested in. So if they wanted to subscribe to your magazine, um, is it just strictly on paper or, or do you also have subscriptions online? You know, how, how does oh, yeah. someone get a it's, hold of the magazine? Yeah, so um, right on our website, um, there's a subscribe button right on the home page, and they can go in and subscribe. And it is a digital magazine. Oh. So they can read the magazine Excellent. right online. And the I nice think thing that is I'm sorry. Sorry, I was just saying subscribe, subscribe, always subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so um, the nice thing about being digital is that when the reader goes in and they read a story, they're interested. They can click right onto, you know, the, the, the website of that franchisor and learn more about that brand. Oh, yeah. 
and, and, and that's print- you know the, that's one of the things that we talk a lot about uh, on the show is, is doing your due, due diligence, and that's basically. Uh, you know, in part, that would be looking at your magazine, finding a, a particular franchise that is doing well, and you haven't uh, it's been featured in your magazine, and then clicking on on the links there and and do a little further research. Maybe not necessarily that particular franchise, but you know, similar similar uh, franchise that they might be interested in. Uh, and, and how about um, advertising? Does your uh, magazine accept advertisers? Absolutely. That's how we uh, make our money. <laughs> so, yes, we, we okay. accept advertisers. And, um, you know, we, we like I said, we launched in January, but we are getting more and more traction uh, by the day. So it's been really exciting. We've had, you know, advertisers come on board um, who see the value in our magazine, and I'm grateful for them. It's been wonderful, and um, we're just growing by the day. So it's super exciting. And with that comment, Ray, you know what time it is, right? It is that time again. It is that time again. <laughs> so, as I said before, you can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And I just want to say to my old friend Ron Silverstein, looking forward to talking to you again, my friend. And here's our next sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. Does the marketing that corporate provides for your franchise go far enough? Do you struggle to get local clients to call or come through your door? At Mediavine Marketing, we love working with franchises like yours to personalize and localize your marketing efforts through social media sites like Facebook or Instagram, in emails to your current and past customers, with Facebook or Google ads, and whiteboard animation videos. Contact Mediavine Marketing today at 805-265-5440 or go to MediavineMarketing.com. That's 805-265-5440. Mediavine Marketing. We know franchises and we want to help yours grow. And take it away, my friend. We're back at you. Well, one of, one of the things that uh, I noticed that Jill has been talking about is some of the, the newer brands, the emerging brands that are coming out. And uh, can you kind of emphasize a little bit on that? And, and why is that we're talking about some of these newer newer franchises that are, are coming out? Well, I think now that um, franchising is, you know, becoming bigger and bigger, you're seeing more and more brands on the scene. And I find it very exciting um, you know, especially going to trade shows. Um, uh, I was at IFE in June, and uh, there's a whole lane of emerging brands, and it's exciting to to see these brands and think about where they might be in 10 years. Um, maybe they're the next great thing. Um, so, I, and you know, for somebody who's wants to invest in a franchise, going with an emerging brand is kind of exciting because you could get in on the ground floor of something huge, um, you know, and get a big territory and, you know, be the first to, to have that brand and, and grow with the company and kind of, you know, as a franchisee, you could have more of a voice in um, how the franchise develops as, as a, as a franchise, you know, um, if you're you're in on the beginning, you know, the corporate might be will know you more. Um, you'll have support uh, that you wouldn't get in a in a very you'll you'll still have support in very large franchises, but it's it's kind of different. You know, it's kind of like a uh, you know a, a smaller, um, more friendly environment in the sense that people know each other is better. You know, if there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of locations, you might not know the founder. Um, it, so, so, that's, um, so that's, you know, some of the reasons why the emerging brands are pretty exciting. And, you know, there's just so many new and creative ones coming on the scene. Um, we had uh, back in June, for example, uh, we, we featured the Shoeshine guys. Have you, have you guys heard of them? 
I, pretty I have exciting. Not. That sounds exciting. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, you think shoe shine, mobile, but, you know, and it, it's, it's really, really cool. It's a mobile business started by a guy who was um, corporate, corporate, I think he was in finance, and he just wanted to do something else. And he started this um, mobile franchise that shines shoes, but it's not like he goes to places and shines, you know, for individual customers. He, he creates um, corporate accounts with big businesses like Ford Motor Company uh-huh. and um, some of the big financial companies. And he goes to their human resource department and says, look, I want to create this convenience for your, your workers. And I'll come once a week and get their shoes, shine them out in the trunk and give them back. And um, it's become wildly popular uh, where he started in Michigan. And, you know, I, I saw that and I thought, God, this, this is going to be huge because it's, it's, a great, um, it's a great business. You know, it's a great um, business for franchisees. They, you know, they, they don't really have to sell because any human resource department of a big company would be crazy not to take them on because they're providing – a benefit to their employees and it doesn't cost them anything. It, the employees pay for the shoe shining and the, the corporations just get it to offer them this nice convenience. So they, you said they go to the corporate corporations. They wouldn't go to like a individual Starbucks and stand outside with like a shopping cart, would they? No, that's not their model. They, um, they actually have roots and they set up, Corporate corporate accounts and um, and that's how it works. Okay, so, so then that wasn't know, the guy I saw yesterday when I stopped at Starbucks. Never mind. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about a niche. I mean, that is really a niche, and uh, you know, uh, niches are, are are usually the most popular because there's something that nobody else has thought of, and obviously this guy's you know nobody else has thought of that, and. I, I think that could go along with some other services, you know, like dry cleaning and things like that. But um, that is really cool. <laughs> you it know, when, really you, when cool. you really think of it. Yeah. 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 For a, another really cool niche brand, and one of our advertisers is, is the Patch Boys. And it's such a simple, simple concept. It's just drywall repair. But it's, it's a great business for people because it's. Um, Real quick startup, um, high margins. They run it out of their homes, and it's high volume. So, you know, you ever have a ding in your wall? Who do you call? You know, contractors don't want to take that on. And, you know, so people try to do it themselves, and they do a messy job. But this is a business where they can call and um, call the Patch Boys, and they come in and repair it, and it's, you know, inexpensive. And for the franchisee, they're in and out in one day, and um, then they move on to the next job, and everybody's happy to see them. Isn't the founder of Patch Boys Leo Goldberger? Yes. I've been stalking him to get him on the show and haven't succeeded yet. Okay. Oh, now I'll, I'll to... put in a word for you. He's, he'd be a All funny right. guest to have. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so... Sometimes uh, stocking is easy, and sometimes it's not. So if you were going to buy a franchise, what franchise would you buy now? Oh, my God. Can I just tell you that after every issue, I have another one, and then I go and tell my husband, okay, (laughs) this is it. So, um, you know, I don't know, um, but I I certainly, after this food issue, I would – Seriously, look at the waffle experience because that is a cool, cool brand, and it's nobody out there does what they do. It's really exciting food, and I can tell you that the people who started this brand love it, and they are just so enthusiastic. It was uh, two friends who were in the Marines together, and um, they create the most mouth-watering looking food as you know you could ever imagine so and it's um you know they actually started their business in a in a in a like an industrial park 
So they started this waffle restaurant, an industrial park, and, you know, became, like, wildly popular in no time. And, uh, you know, you think, like, gosh, without foot traffic, they have, they're just selling out. And, you know, just imagine what it would do in the city or what, you know, would do in, like, you know, a place with foot traffic. So um, that's a really cool, unique brand. Um, you know, another one, I don't know that I particularly would do this myself, but it's a high-profit business. Have you heard of Spalding Decon? What was that? Spalding Decon. It's a, it's a crime scene uh, cleanup business. And no. I, I'm not kidding. They clean up meth labs, crime scene, and then also just like hoarding and, you know, but talking to their franchisees, they, they have like super high profit margins and, um, you know, it's just a really unique business. The founder of that company, she, she was actually an undercover narcotics uh, detective and, uh, you know, saw a need for this kind of business because she'd go to crime scenes and find out that, you know, they would leave a mess and she'd say, who, who, who cleans this up afterwards? And, um, you know, since she saw a need and, and started this as a young woman. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So what was that company name again? Spalding Decon. Now, okay, so is there there are other is there another franchise franchisor like that? Because I'll there swear there are other franchisors I that do specific things that um, they have. So some of the same services, but I I don't believe there's one that you know kind of encompasses all of the things she does. Like there's a lot who do you know mold remediation or or cleanup. Uh-huh. Um, and again, I don't know every single franchise brand out there, but hers uh, comes to mind because she um, she has such a great story. So it really you know resonates, you know the fact that she was an undercover narcotics and vice uh, detective, and then started this business as you know with very little resources, and it's really really successful. So you know. That's an exciting brand. And I talked to uh, one of her franchisees who just right out of the gate, you know, came and was killing it with this mess lab job he told me was going to be making something like $90,000 in two weeks. And he just needed like a four or five staff people to help him out. <laughs> I thought, that's not bad. <laughs> you have I... the stomach for that type of thing. Yeah, I remember talking to a franchisee that uh, I remember that one of the big things they did was clean up crime scenes and after death scenes. And we were talking about marketing and I kept wondering how I could market um, to pre-crime scenes and pre-dead people. Uh, well, and- it, you, you, you partner, not, not necessarily market. So you, you establish relationships with insurance companies. Um, uh-huh. and real estate brokers, and they refer you. Um, so, yeah, it's not marketing like you wouldn't put it on the side of your truck, like I'm here to clean up a hoarding mess, <laughs> you know, because I don't think people want to know all about that. But, uh, you know, so they try to be discreet, but they partner with, with, uh, with businesses that can refer them to jobs, and that works out really, really well. Funny, that's pretty much the way we're going to look at marketing them was uh, through seminars and webinars to uh, realtors and um, the, the other ones. So, interesting. Ray, you got a question, I know. Yes, I do. I think one of the questions that uh, came to mind while listening to Joe was uh, uh, we were talking about uh, new uh, franchises that are coming out. Uh, emerging franchises and I, I can see both negative and positive for that of course if, if uh, you're going to hook your wagon to a new franchise then of course you, you're on the ground floor so to speak and uh, you know, hopefully it'll be successful and of course that is both you know that, 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 that could be absolutely fantastic but then again it could be bad 
you know, so right. what are some of the uh, negative and positive aspects of that? Right. Well, you know, I think anybody who wants to invest in, um, you know, in, an emerging franchise, if there's a few franchisees out there, you know, unless they're the very first, they can go and, and talk to them. Um, that's, that's always a good way of doing your due diligence. I think, you know, the, the negative might be that the brand recognition isn't out there as much, you know. So, you know, everybody knows McDonald's. I keep going back to that, but they might not know the name of the brand. But, um, you know, I think the positive part is you, you can have a lot of influence into the business and you could get a large territory and, um, you know, really be able to be part of something that could be very, very big. But, of course, you know, with any investment, you, you really have to look at what the numbers might be um, and, uh, you know, if it's something that you want to do, you know, you, you want to look at what kind of support there'll be and, and all that stuff. So there should be some passion involved in this, you think, or, or you know, I think <laughs> or so. Not. I mean, I, I think that if you um, – you look at people who live their brand, um, I think they become really successful. So you guys, you know the gym guys, right? Have mm -hmm. you heard of them? I'm sure. So that's a great business. And I, you know, in our very, very, very first issue, I interviewed Josh York of the gym guys. And man, does he love his brand. <laughs> He's excited about it. He, um, He's passionate, you know, he, 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 he just lives the brand and is, you know, if you look at all their videos and everything, you know, they, there's just so much passion there. And, and that's, that's what you want to be in, I, I would think. Like if you're going to put money into something, you know, as a franchisee, a franchisors who, who live their brand and work so hard to make the brand want people to invest in the business who have who see the value in it and, and see the passion for it. So, you know, it goes both ways. Um, but certainly, you know, if I were investing in a franchise business, I would want to see passion from the ownership. You know, I, I think that that's huge because it carries out in everything you do. We just uh, interviewed um, in our September issue also um, Ryan Smolkin of Smoke's Poutinery which is a Canadian brand coming through to the United States. Have you heard of those guys? They, they, um, I am, no. they make uh, nope. French fries, loaded French fries, which basically uh, in Canada uh, there's a side dish called poutine. But, um, yeah, that I know. Run, yeah, he, he goes around in the, the checkered uh, flannel shirt and – talk about living his brand he's got the flannel shirt he's got the hat with all the canadian gear and i mean i spoke to him on the phone he he really does live he really does live his brand and you know this is this is a business for you know a lot of their audience is kind of like the young urban crowd and you know they they make it fun and exciting you know so it's, it's creating experience for the for the customers so that's that's another big trend is creating experiences for customers and millennials want experiences so you know that brand is another one that really uh, really speaks to that yeah definitely so uh, what do you see as the most important thing a franchisor can do to help a franchisee um, well, I think that support support them, and I think a lot of people are scared to death to write that check, you know, that initial check. And I think, you know, being being a support, being available to them all the time, and you know, um, having really really good training that's ongoing, not just you know an initial training, but um, you know, being being a franchisor who you know, 
might have have an initial training period, but then once the business is open, go out there and you know get them started. You know, you were talking about Leo from the Patch Boys before. He he goes out personally, or his staff does, and and flies out to the location and goes out to do job estimates with the franchisees, and you know they they're there. Uh, you know, helping them along, and then and then it's the continuing support and training. So I, I think that's the biggest part because, you know, one thing people don't realize is that you don't have to be an expert in whatever the franchise is to own that franchise, whether it's a medical franchise or a home repair franchise um, or a, a restaurant franchise. You don't need to be a chef. You don't need to be a doctor to own a you know, a medical franchise, but you you need to know what you're doing to run the business. And, um, you know, having that support is huge. So, Ray, when, as she said that, it made me think back to Harry um, Young, who went from NATO to cleaning toilets. Interesting. Exactly. You don't have to know the exact business you're in, but you should be excited about your business and being willing to work on it, not necessarily in it. That's right. So, yeah, the, a, lo- a lot of um, franchisers I talk to when I ask them what they're looking for in a franchise partner, what I hear a lot is they want somebody who knows how to build relationships um, to market the business and people who, you know, know how to run a business and, know how to lead if if it's a business where they have many employees. So, ooh, ooh. you know, it's... Ray, it's she, she said the M word. She said the M word. So, Marketing? since you said the M, M word... <laughs> and is that is that a lead into something? I don't know. It is I, not. With, with me, you never quite know. So, since you oh. said the M word... Um, what do you find are the, the the best ways for franchisees to market themselves? Well, it totally depends on the business. Um, but, you know, I think some of the more challenging businesses to um, promote and market are the service businesses where, you know, they, they're run a lot of times out of, out of a home. So there's no storefront people to walk into. And um, a few months back, what, you know, I, t- I spoke to a franchisee of Midtown Chimney Sweeps. Fran- that was, he was one of our franchisees of the month. And he, um, when he bought into the business, um, the franchisor told him to be the mayor of his town, so, which meant get, get out there, join the Chamber of Commerce, you know, go to the street fairs, you know, go to local business meetings and, and let people know who you are and what you can do. And then that also has to do with, you know, getting involved in the community and doing community service, which is another um, great thing that franchises do is, you know, getting involved in helping people. And, you know, as a franchisor, you can really encourage your franchisees to uh, to do good, and you know, then the, the whole brand is doing something really great and making a difference. Ray, are you going to mes- mention Miss Molly Foundation in next month? I am, and next month is uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and that is one of the reasons that uh, my wife and I decided to go with the franchise we did is because they. They had a benevolent association uh, as part of, uh, of uh, Molly Maid, and uh, that is, we felt that giving back to the community was essential for our business. That's Which great. is why that's the fourth pillar of giving back to the community. Hope to have a special show on uh, with Miss Molly representative, a Miss Molly board member, and a couple of uh, of the not-for-profits that. Um, Miss Molly helps by the end of the month. I yes, hope. yes. Um, I believe we, the Miss Molly Foundation, just won a re- award, and I can't unfortunately recall what it is right now. But uh, it was on our, our 
uh, website that they uh, right. will want something. From the International Franchise Association. Yes. IFA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Miss Molly board members uh, messaged me, emailed me about that. So, yes. Oh, All very good. Records. Okay. Yes. I'm working on the show, right? Don't worry about it. Um, so, All we're right. about out of time. Right. <laughs> so, what do you want to ask? What do you want to ask uh, Jill, right? Since we're about out of time. Well, I, I think the whole idea of, of dictionary, uh, franchise dictionary magazine is a fantastic idea and I think uh, it's a good resource for our listeners to get involved in and, and read um, because this is part of their due diligence and I'm sure they're going to be able to become more comfortable about the whole concept whatever the concept they decide to get in involved in uh, so again maybe Jill can mention uh, how's the best way to uh, subscribe to the magazine Yes, um, easy. Just go on FranchiseDictionaryMagazine.com. On the homepage is a subscribe button. And, you know, you can flip through any of our issues on the website. All of our back issues are there, you know, so if you're interested in home services, you can find that issue uh, right on the website. Um, it's right there, you know, for you. And, um, you know, we're excited to get more and more subscribers every day. And what was that URL? FranchiseDictionaryMagazine.com All right. Anything else, Ray? I got it. I got it written down. So that's that's it. I think uh, we need to thank Jill for being on the show today. Fantastic. I think this is a great resource for uh, potential and existing franchises. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, and um, you know, I am so excited about our magazine. Um, I, I just, uh, the possibilities are endless and we're just growing more and more. So I really appreciate you having me on and getting the word out there. And um, thank you so much. We're happy to have you. And You're by welcome. the way, how do you spell success? Uh-oh, is this a trick? <laughs> It's a trick question. Uh, everyone's. I can. I can hear the sweat breaking out on four pe- on people's foreheads now. M O N E Y. Well, actually, I. Um, what did I say? How do you uh, success? How you spell it? I T. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Good one. And with that bad joke, we're gonna say gonna say goodbye, folks. Stay tuned next week. We'll be back at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Pillars of Franchising. You can listen to old shows on the website as well as iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, and a whole bunch of other places. Just go to the website, and you can hear Ray and Fred crack jokes and interview interesting people like Jill Abrahamson, editor-in-chief of Franchise Dictionary Magazine. And I don't think I screwed up the name, the last name nearly as bad no. as Ray did. You're no. correct. You're correct. Jill Abrahamson. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, folks. <laughs>